Welcome to Find Me in a Book. This podcast is meant to be like you're talking to your best friend about romance books. I share my passion with those who love to read, those who don't have time to read, or those that don't like to read, but still want to know and be involved with book conversations. Thank you for being here. Let's get started. Hi, welcome back to another episode. Gosh, you guys, the past three weeks have been bangers with these books. Like, I'm not even joking. Um, Fake Mate, Fangirl Down, Today is Bride, all three of these, honestly, one of my top favorite books that I've read in a long time. They are probably going to be my top three this year, unless something comes and swoops in. I don't know, because all three of these, absolutely incredible. I have been obsessed. Absolutely. Yeah. So (laughs) I'm just, I'm really excited to bring you this episode because it's just, again, so incredible. And there will be a point in the episode where I'll be like, okay, this is where major spoilers come in because there is a twist at the end um, because this is kind of, this has a little bit of mystery in it. And I don't want to reveal like everything to you. And so I'll let you know, like, hey, this is where major spoilers are happening. And so that you can like either prepare yourself if you're not going to read this book or if you are going to read this book, maybe you'll stop listening and then like listen once you finish, you know, but I'm really hoping that this episode really puts this book on your radar and for you to uh, read it. But before we get into that, um, I think there was a couple of book releases. Um, There was one by H.G. Carlton, which... I'm not going to lie, I'm not going to read it. Um, It's called Where's Molly? It came out last week. This is the author that I read, um, what is it, like Haunting Adeline, I think that's the book. Uh, And it was way too dark for me. Way, way too much of a dark romance for me. And I've realized that all her books are like that, most likely. Um, Because I think I have read a little bit of another one of hers without really knowing And I was like, oh, this is too much for me. Um, So yeah, I think she is an author that I will recommend to people if you do like dark, dark romances. Um, But it just, again, is not for me. (laughs) Absolutely not. I cannot do it. Um, We did also have Visions of Flesh and Blood by Jennifer Armentrout that came out. I, y'all, I am so torn with it. Like, I want to read it just so that I can talk about it on the podcast. But personally, I do not want to read it at all. Like, it just, it sounds like a cash grab. That sounds so awful to say. And I don't know. But I, I, from what I can see on, like, the Reddit, like, threads that I've been in with, like, books and stuff, everyone kind of has, like, the same mentality or the same thoughts where it's like, why like I thought this series was supposed to wrap up like after book three and now there's like what six books now and this isn't even about like the main characters it's from Willa's point of view uh, with her journal so it's probably going to be extremely spicy and then it's kind of just like a dictionary I want to say or like more information about events or people but it's like I'm not really invested in these characters that much anymore like I was for the first couple books, but now I'm just like, I just, I just need it to be wrapped up. And I think a lot of people are feeling that as well. So I don't know. I'm on the fence on if I want to pick it up. I do say that it's not on Kindle Unlimited, so I will have to pay for it, which 
that's another thing that I'm like, I don't want to spend my money on this. Like, I just, I don't know. And it's, it's with partnership with Raven Salvador, which I don't know who she is. I don't know if they've partnered before. So I don't know. TBD on that. If you guys really want me to, then I will just so that you guys don't have to read it. I am more than happy to, uh, you know, sacrifice my time for the greater good. Uh, so just let me know on like, um, just like DM me on Instagram or just whatever. Um, and I can, I can do that. Maybe I'll put up a poll on my Instagram. I don't know. Um, but I do want to say that I did read Throne of Glass and I, I mean, I don't know how you'll feel about this, but I'm only going to be talking about it on my Twitch stream, which I stream every Sunday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard. And if you're like, I, I just don't know what a Twitch is, just download the, the app. It's an app. It's a, a live streaming app. And you can find me on there. It's just find me in a book podcast. You can hit follow and then it'll notify you when I go live. So then you just click into it and then you can watch and interact and everything. Um, so that's been really fun. Have I've had some great conversations and, with like people and have talked about um, yesterday I did one and I did because I had only at that point read half of Throne of Glass. And so I talked about that and had like conversations and my thoughts and feelings and everything. And then after that, I finished the rest of the book. So um, I on Wednesday will be talking about the rest of the book, but also I'm going to be starting the second book today, I want to say. And we'll be talking about it on Wednesday as well. So if you want to have, you know, discussions about the Throne of Glass series, like the first and second book so far, then definitely check out the live stream um, so that we can talk about it. Because that's like I've always wanted really like this book club. And so this is like real time instead of just like one of those broadcasting things on Instagram or like I don't know the other ways that people are doing it, but I'm like, you know what? A live stream is more personal and it's just, we're in person basically. So, um, definitely, definitely tune in to that, um, Sunday and Wednesday, 7 PM mountain standard time. And yeah, we'll be going over different books, but for the most part, over the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking about the Throne of Glass series. And then I'll probably start into the Crescent City series. So, I mean, plan for the next couple months that it's going to be Sarah J. Moss books, you know? Is there any other books that might have come out? I mean, we talked about Samantha Young a couple episodes ago. Um, her next book, the fourth one to her series, it comes out on May 9th. So that was announced. Um, it looks like Devney Perry is coming out with the second book of the Treasure State Wildcats, which I'm pretty sure I did read the first one and it was really good. That one comes out in March, March 7th. Oh, also, I wanted to tell you, I'm so freaking excited about this, um, but uh, the Done and Dusted episode that I did um, by Lila Sage, her second book comes out on March 5th. Um, but on March 21st, I think it is. Ooh, I need to check that. Um, she is coming to Arizona and I bought tickets, um, a ticket because I'll 
probably go by myself, um, to go and see her uh, at one of the bookstores here and get her to like sign my next copy because uh, I bought the book through that little bookstore. So I'm so excited for that. I've never gone to like a book signing or anything. Um, and I just, I don't know, I really, really liked her book. And so I was like, she's coming here. Um, she was going to be in Utah when I am in Utah next week, but I'm doing way too many things like with our, um, house selling and everything that I don't have time to go to that. So I saw that she's coming to Arizona and I was like, I can, I can do that. Like that is much better for my schedule. So if you are in Utah, she is coming to a couple of the bookstores there next week. So if you want to go and see her and get her second book, I highly recommend that. It just, I'm so excited for it. Let's see, is there anything else? Elena Armas, she announced her next book. I don't know when it's coming out, though. I am on her little, like, broadcasting group um, on Instagram. It's called The Fi Fiancé Dilemma. I think people have actually already gotten, like, first, like, arcs or whatever. Um, it's expected to come out July 30th. So that's coming. Um, not, like, soonish. But it's it's coming. Um, Kate Golden is working on a book. Um, I'm going to be starting on L. Kennedy's next book as well. I think that's it. I mean, I know I'm missing like so many, but I'm just going through my Instagram feed. Let's see. Taijan is coming out with another book. Um, I haven't read her latest ones. Um, but yeah, okay, so without further ado, I think that's all the books that I am seeing anyways. Let's start into Bride by Allie Hazelwood. The hype for this is real, and it is very, it, it's deserved. It, it, this book, absolutely incredible. Like, I texted, like, four people last night, or not last night, the night that I finished this book. It was, like, two in the morning, and I texted, like, four people, and I was like, you have to start this, like, immediately, it is so good. And so I honestly would recommend it. I recommended it to my sister. So yes for her. I uh, would I recommend it to my mom? I think so. I think so. There is a little bit uh, like a little. Um, okay. So when we talk about the spice, like it's spicy, but it's not overly the t overly top spicy you know what I'm saying and on one of the streams it was a week ago I looked up the Omegaverse and researched all of that and it all makes sense now but surprisingly this didn't have like any Omegaverse really in it except for the anatomy of the werewolf's uh peen his peen and the knot at the base if you know what I'm saying um, which we can we can talk about in a little bit. Um, so the Omegaverse was more relevant to the Fake Mate book that I read. And it all made sense now for that book. It was especially jarring um, to learn about the male when he is the Omega. Because he once he's in heat... Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, he grows a uterus in his butthole... <laughs> I don't know what happens that's just what I read that like a uterus grows through there and it like closes off so that you don't get like you know fecal matter in it it just yeah it and I don't know if like 
I don't, I don't know if that's what people write about. I don't even know. But it also started from the supernatural fan fiction, which was so interesting because I, I watched that show. Anyways, enough about that. Um, but the only thing in this Omega verse, like that's relevant for Bride, is the knot on um, the base of the werewolf's penis. Um, so this book is uh, contemporary but paranormal. It's all about vampires and werewolves and um, humans. So our main female character is Misery. That's her. That's her name. Um, she is a twin. Her twin's name is Owen, which that's a very normal, like normal name. Why does she get misery? But it's, I guess it's not up to her parents to name them. I guess it's like this council, but her mom did die um, during childbirth. So yeah, she's a vampire. Her dad is like the top vampire of the council, um, essentially like the king of the vampires. And when she was young, I think around like eight years old, her dad put her into this collateral program um, with the humans. So basically, they had this alliance with the humans. They send over one of their children and she got sent over to the humans just for like, you know, just in case something happens, blah, blah, blah. Um, so she had these human guardians. They were not like the nicest to her. So they brought in this orphan. Her name's Serena. And they grew up together. They in this like collateral program and they became best friends. And then once Misery was out of the collateral program when she was old enough, her dad is just not a good dad. He's kind of an awful person. And so she was like, I'm not really a part of the vampires, like the culture, the community, because I've been gone for so long, but I don't fit into the humans. So she decides to stay with the humans. Obviously, like she gets fake IDs and she gets an apartment with Serena and they like live together. She tries to get like she gets a job. She's very, very high tech IT um, hacker, like helps with security, like cybersecurity. So she is able to get uh, like a nighttime job doing that. And so she talks like sporadically to Owen, her twin, but she honestly hasn't spoken to another vampire in years. And so one day when she's just at work, one of her dad's enforcers come to find her and take her to the vampire lands, like um, the vampire territory, I guess. Uh, to talk to her dad and she's like I really don't want to talk to her dad so when she goes into um, meet with him she puts on a, like a timer for like 10 minutes she's like okay you have 10 minutes like what do you want basically and so she finds out that the governor of like the human territory is being replaced and usually they're able to get that governor like reelected. and him and the vampire guy her dad have like all these different agreements and just like yeah they they have all these different situations and agreements so we find out yeah he's being replaced her team the new governor her team has informed the vampires that once she takes office that the collateral program will be no more and that uh the vampires have been asked to return the human collateral and so and then they'll send back the girl who's currently serving as the vampire collateral the vampires are kind of nervous because the governor the new governor she's like I don't want to meet with vampires, whatever. And we find out that she is actually going to be in an alliance with the werewolves. And so the vampires are kind of nervous because their like their population is like really dwindling. And so they're they're like worried about it. And 
the vampires are like what's been happening over the werewolves like why all of a sudden are you partnering with them because they're very vicious but there was actually a change in the leadership structure of the werewolves and someone challenged Roscoe who Roscoe was a really bad like head of he was the alpha of the werewolves he was really bad um he like murdered a lot of people just really really rough guy and he was challenged and killed because that's part of like the process and so that's why there is this change of everything like the the new governor got is putting getting put in uh she's alliancing with the werewolves and the werewolves also want to talk to the vampires about alliance and everything like that and so this is why her dad brought her in because she's like what's the point of this and he's like well i think we need to have a marriage um, but there's only been like five interspecies marriages between the vampires and the werewolves. And the last one was like 200 years ago. And I think they were married for like 10 years and then she died somehow. So another union was arranged, but that didn't go well. They they reference it as the Aster because um, during that ceremony, the wares like the werewolves attack the vampires and it was just like carnage. It was awful. And so Misery is like, so I was this collateral and now you're asking me to freaking marry into the werewolves. Like, like how dare you ask me of all this? Like I've done so much for our species and he's like, well do it for a year. Like it only has to be for a year and it will put like in a good relations and we'll come up with a plan before then. And the werewolves agree it can only be for a year. And she, she's like, I, I don't want to do this. But the last minute she asks what the werewolf's name is, like the alpha that she'll be marrying. And her dad says like Moreland. I think he says like low Moreland. And she is like kind of stuck. Like she's like, well, I guess I'm getting married because um, apparently a couple weeks ago, I think it was, um, she's been best friends, of course, with Serena for 15 years. And then all of a sudden, Serena disappears, like just out of nowhere. And Misery has been trying to like look for her and everything. And there was like a couple, like there was this page that she found of her calendar, of Serena's calendar. And there was a string of letters on it written in like their, their language that they created when they were young. And it said L.E. Moreland. And so that's when uh, her dad was like, Moreland, like low Moreland, she's like, well, guess I'm getting married because I think he knows something about Serena. <laughs> she decides to get married. Um, but with vampires, they encourage like sexual walkabouts and basically a search for reproductively like compatible partners instead of romance because their species is dying out. Um, they they don't care about romance. They're like, whatever we can do to have vampire babies, that's what we need to do. They That's why they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll do this marriage. So they have the little ceremony. Lo, who's the alpha, we see like his point of view a little bit. Actually, no. We see like little snippets of his point of view at the very top of each chapter. But for the majority, it is Misery's point of view, which I really liked that. When she's like walking down the aisle, he acts like she like smells off. And so she's like, oh, great. Like he really doesn't like me. And then he he takes her to the werewolf territory. He kind of disappears for the next couple of days doing like alpha stuff. They start talking a little bit um, and he asks like, 
why did you consent to this marriage? And she almost asks him about Serena, but she's like, no, 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 it's not the time yet. Um, she does meet Lowe's sister and everyone's like, stay away from her. Like she is only, I think seven. So she's, she's young and she's funny and she really takes to misery and everyone's like, what are you doing? Um, there is at one point a coup to take Lowe's sister. Her name's Anna and misery helps rescue her. Um, and there's this young wolf that tried to take her. And so they're trying to get like the information out of him. And she's like, let me help. Like Misery's like, let me help. And we learn that they have this thing called the thrall, which the humans, you know, say that they have like these magical mind control powers, but she explains that it's like simple biology, that there's like a, an additional intraocular muscle that allows them to shift their eyes like really high speed and induce like a hypnotic state. And so her dad can do it like really, really well and can do it without like touching their like victim at all. Um, but she had to like touch the, the kid's face and get him to like really pay attention to her. And the thrall only works on other species and not like every brain is really equally responsive. Um, but she is able to help them figure out a little bit more on who is trying to take um, her sister, his sister, Anna. A couple, a couple weeks have passed and one of Anna's caretakers gets mad at her and she says, Liliana, Esther, Moreland, like, come here. And that's when uh, Misery turns to Lo and was like, Liliana. And he's like, yeah, Esther. So L.E. Moreland. So it's not Lo that she's been looking for. It's Liliana. It's Anna. So now we have the mystery, like, okay, why does Serena want to know about Liliana? And so that's when she decides to come clean to Lowe and talk to him all about Serena. And she tells him like Serena was covering like some financial stuff. She worked for like a magazine or a, a newspaper, like news outlet. And her degree was in economics. So mostly like market analysis. She sometimes did crimes. And so they are trying to like on the side figure out who maybe took Serena try and figure her out because they know that it's related to Anna and they've been trying to figure out who's trying to take Anna and why I mean we find out why which this is like a little bit of a spoiler but you learn like pretty quickly in the book about this Anna and Lo don't share the same father they share the same mother their mother is dead and her Anna's father is somewhere in human territory and Lo's dad is dead as well. But we find out that Anna's father, of course, is human. And her mother is a werewolf. So she is like half human, half werewolf, which has not been heard of before. And so we think that that's why someone is trying to take Anna. And Anna hasn't been able to shift either. And apparently um, werewolves, they have green blood and humans have red blood and then vampires oh what did it say was it purple or blue i i don't remember but it's it's different like that as well um and so but she does have some of the, like the wear traits so like she's more agile she's stronger than a human her vitals are over the all over the place and so when 
Lowe took over for Roscoe, like killed Roscoe. There were was a, a pack of wolves that or werewolves that didn't think that it was fair. They didn't want him as their alpha. And so they kind of left um, and separated and they rebrand themselves as the loyals. So they think that like Lowe's pack thinks that the loyals are coming after Anna and doing all these different things. And so they're just trying to get down to it. Uh, we also meet Cohen, who Cohen is part, he's the alpha of the Northwest pack. And when Lowe was young, Roscoe knew that Lowe was really, really strong um, because Lowe's mom was Roscoe's second in command. Um, Roscoe kind of saw Lowe a lot and just knew that he was like a really powerful like werewolf. And so he sent him away to Cohen's pack. And so Lowe was basically forced to leave his home without knowing honestly when he'd be able to come back. And when he did come of age, he still wasn't allowed to come back. So he went to Europe. He went to school. He started a career like he was going to be this architect. And then um, when he learned that Roscoe was becoming deranged, he's like, okay, now it's time for me to go and fight for this pack. So that's how he came to be the alpha of this pack. And when going back to like Serena, when she when Misery is talking to Lowe about Serena, She's like, you know what? We had a huge fight a few days before she disappeared, like the biggest one ever, like she wouldn't do this to me. And they just know that she's related, like somehow, like her kidnapping or whatever happened to her is related to Anna. During all this, like they they start to get a little bit closer, like misery and low. They start to like really start to enjoy their I don't know, a friendship is being built between them and, and talking with each other. And um, she, Misery learns more about like the werewolf culture and she asks him like what a mate is. And he's kind of like uncomfortable with it because he's like, uh, it's like a werewolf thing. Like, uh, it doesn't matter. And she's like, no, 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 tell me. Um, and so he explains like, it's who you're meant for, like who is meant for you. Like scent is a big part of it and touch, like there's triggers inside the brain um, but it's pretty rare, like most werewolves don't expect to find one and by no means the only way, it's by no means the only way to have like a fulfilling romantic relationship. Um, so it's very interesting that it is so rare. When they, things start happening with Anna a little bit more, like she gets, where there's this point where Lo is like, you know what, I gotta go meet with Emery, which she is Roscoe's widow. And um, because he's pretty sure that, Emery is behind the attempted kidnapping of Anna. And so he is also a pilot, which, okay, love that. This is kind of like a little slow burn romance, but it's just so, there's so much tension between them. It's like perfect. Uh, when they fly in, so she, Misery, convinces Lo to take her with him because she is very into IT and can hack things and she wants to help. So she convinces him to take her because they want to kind of hack Emery's computer. And so it's just them that go on this plane. And when they land, he's like, hey, I have to basically make you smell like me. Like I have to scent you 
in the traditional wear way and it entails like rubbing his skin against yours and that's what happened in the fake mate as well with like the two doctors like he had to scent her by rubbing like necks together um to get kind of his smell onto her and there's like this cute moment where she's like do i smell like and he's like mine like you smell like mine misery it's like such a oh it's such a good like spicy moment that you're like okay this is so so great so they are able to get onto emery's computer they hear people coming down from the hall and he's like feed for me like act like you like we're making out or because their excuse from leaving the table was that misery had to feed and so he's like no actually do it And that's when things start to get a little bit more spicy because they both are so like aroused by it that it is just (laughs) like it's just so perfect. And I just I just loved it. Um, And so after that, they they have to leave because Anna gets kind of sick. And so Misery is able to help her get through that sickness because she is like half human uh anna is half human so they're able to get like some antibiotics and really like save her um through all this investigation they find out who anna's father is and they are trying to find out if serena maybe meant to meet up with anna's father and maybe didn't realize like that's what was happening but Uh, two weeks after Serena's disappearance, there was a car accident and Anna's father died. So they're like, okay, all these things are happening. Like, who is behind this? And so they just kind of have to put that on the back burner because this is where the betrayal happens. So I I honestly, like, don't want to say too much more because there is a betrayal happen. And this is where kind of, like, more spoilers happen because there because misery gets kidnapped and she is able to find serena and they i'm just kind of gonna tell you they find out that they're at the nest which is where she grew up like where misery grew up so they find out that it was actually the vampires like her dad was behind anna being kidnapped because he found out about her But also he was like he had talked to the previous governor who had worked with Anna's dad and they had told Misery's dad about a young child who had been born of aware and human parents. And they're like, oh, yeah, obviously Anna. But he's like, right. But it was quite a while ago that the governor told me that about this child over two decades, in fact. So that's where it comes into play that Serena is actually half where half human. And so there's kind of this little tussle at the end um, that they low comes in, tricks her dad. Um, Serena shifts for the first time. Actually, I don't think it's the first time, but they're able to kind of overpower them. Then, a cup, I think like a week after Misery hasn't heard anything from Lowe. So she goes to him in werewolf territory and is like, hey, my feelings matter. I want to be with you. And he's like, okay, like, yeah, I want to be with you too. Like I, I always have been like, I love you, blah, blah, blah. And so it like works out. Um, and yeah, I skipped over a lot of the ending because it just how it happens, what the twists were. 
uh, it just was so good. Like you have to read this book. You have to read this book. Um, and then at the, the epilogue, it, we learned that there's going to be a second book, but it's about Cohen because once Cohen comes into the room later, he makes eyes with Serena and they have a little, like, I think they're mates, you know? So I'm so excited about that. But this book just absolutely was incredible. Like the the characters were so great. They weren't annoying. They were well thought out. Like the world was really easy to understand. Like there was enough explanation, like not not like an over explanation, like all at once. Like it came throughout the story when you needed it. And it just, it was so perfect. Like so perfect. So I highly recommend if you like werewolves and vampires, which I mean, all of us kind of do, right? Because of our Twilight era. It's so good. It's like a million times better than Twilight, <laughs> like a million times better. And it has those spicy scenes and it has like kind of a forbidden love and mates and grumpy sunshine, which she's kind of a sunshine, but she like she has learned to basically have no feelings and no warmth, but she does learn to have that over time in this book. And you see her blossom and to become more of like this great person, like an over overall great personality and just like very welcoming. And so it just, it works out great. Like you just love all these characters. And then, yeah, there is a betrayal in here where you're kind of like, Oh, what? Um, so there is like some, a little bit of suspense, suspense. I think I say that word wrong all the time. A little bit of thriller, a little bit of mystery, the romance. It's just all tied in so perfectly. And I'm just ready for the next book already. It's just incredible. But anyways, I hope you loved it. I hope you read this book because again, it is so amazing. I can't stop raving about it. Um, but if you could follow me on Instagram, uh, follow me on Twitch because I will be streaming more. Wherever you listen to this episode, if you could rate and review, that helps me a lot. And I appreciate all of you for taking the time to listen. And yeah, I will uh, talk to you on Wednesday on my next stream. Or if you're not into that, I'll, I'll talk to you next week on the next episode of the podcast. Thank you. Love you guys.